Hello and welcome to iPhone Life Podcast, episode 13. I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher of iPhone Life Magazine. I'm Sarah Kingsbury, senior web editor at iPhoneLife.com. And I'm Donna Cleveland, editor-in-chief of iPhone Life Magazine. Each week we talk about the latest Apple news, top tips, best apps, great gear, uh, and teach you how to get the most out of your iPhone. Uh, we got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about surviving winter with your iPhone. Sarah Kingsbury wrote an article in our magazine, so she's going to fill you in on everything you need to know to use your iPhone to survive winter. Uh, we've also got some interesting Apple news, uh, talking about uh, the official Apple Watch dock, um, some Apple Watch earnings square, and we've got some really cool gear we're going to talk about this week. So make sure you stay with us. Uh, Before we get started, though, I want to take a minute to tell you about iPhone Life Tip of the Day. Every day, we send you an email, and we teach you how to get the most out of your iPhone. We give you a cool tip that you never knew you could use your iPhone for. Uh, So, uh, Donna, what was your favorite tip this week? Well, this week we had a tip on how to change your iPhone screen response to taps. And um, Sarah actually was going to tell us about that because she had a good use for it. (laughs) Well, um, actually, this tip is great because it it changes how your screen responds when you, like if you tap twice within a certain amount of period, it will only count it as one tap or um, it will... It does a lot of things. I'll, I'll explain the tip, but this is a really great tip for, for instance, my father has cerebral palsy, and so his hands shake, and he has a lot of trouble using iPhones, actually, and he actually switched just to a dumb phone, um, which he also has trouble using, but that might be a different issue. But um, And part of the problem was the touchscreen was really hard for him to navigate, and this option might actually make it possible for someone like my father or just anyone who's kind of klutzy <laughs> to use their iPhone. And what you do is you go into Settings, General, Accessibility, and touch on t- uh, Tap on Touch Accommodations. And then you'll have the option to, after you turn Touch t- Accommodations on, you'll have the option to enable and adjust hold duration, um, ignore repeat, and tap assistance. So hold duration means um, you have to basically hold it for a certain amount of time before it counts as as a tap and ignore repeat means if you tap the screen more than once in a certain amount of time it will only count it as one tap and tap assistance basically changes like if your hand tends to like sort of slide on the screen or whatever it will change like where the tap counts and and things like that uh, a really important thing to keep in mind whenever you're changing any accessibility features is that um, this will change how you use your phone and how it works. So you, you'll have to use the new way your phone works to turn it off if you don't like it. So you you want to think about that before you adjust <laughs> any of this kind of setting. It's one of the great things, though, I love about uh, Apple and the iPhone. And I'm, I'm sure Android does it as well. But they do so many things to help with accessibility features. It's great. I mean, they have so many features for blind people and p- people of all sorts of disabilities that let them interact with the world in ways they never had been able to. And it's really, it's, it's great that they're thinking that through so much. Um, so are there use cases for this for people without disabilities? Or is this strictly something that uh, if, if you have trouble uh, navigating the screen that you would use? Yeah, if you find that you tend to like kind of rest your hand on your screen a little bit or, you know, just use it. Like, for instance, I sometimes 
use my phone while I'm cooking Mm -hmm. and my hands aren't always the cleanest and I'm like pressing (laughs) it with like knuckles or like, Mm -hmm. you know, like trying to like swipe with my palm. I feel like this would be really helpful if you're one of those people who uses your phone in sort of unusual ways or are kind of a little like tend to rest your phone on your, your hand on your phone or any of those things. A lot of their accessibility features are actually useful for everyone. It also seems great if you have if you have a tendency to have shaky hands a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and you know that wouldn't really be a disability necessarily, but yeah, no, certainly, yeah. Anybody who has a- any problem using their hand, this would be great for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving right along, um, we are going to answer insider questions, and if you haven't heard about Insider yet, that's our premium subscription service. So subscribing to Insider, you get. A video tip every single day so it's a tip that teaches you how to navigate your phone better how to get the most out of it uh, with a video in it we have in-depth video guides uh, that we release regularly and you have a digital subscription to the magazine and access to a back, our archive of all of our back issues to the magazine and most importantly for this podcast uh, you you have the right to email and ask us questions. In particular, you can email Sarah and ask her questions. And I answer them. Yes, we prefer those questions to be related to iPhone and iPad. <laughs> um, but so go to subscribe to that, iphonelife.com slash insider to subscribe. Uh, so Sarah, what was the question this week? I thought it was a great question. Um, this is from Murray. And he says, I wonder if one of you can tell me if it's possible to sort notes and if it's possible to search notes by keywords. And um, if so, how is that done? And unfortunately, it's not possible to sort notes. Um, You can go in on your computer, like in iClouds or if you have a Mac and, you know, sort of create folders where you then on your iPhone can put your notes in so that they're like organized, but you really can't sort them alphabetically. They're just by default organized by date. So that's a real weakness of notes. Um, I think Evernote is somewhat better. So if that's really important, you might want to consider using a different app, but you can search notes. Um, You can go into spotlight search, uh, just swipe right from the first home screen. Or you can swipe down too, presumably. Yes, Yes, you can. And, uh, And then you can search the content of your notes. So you can search just anything you mention in one of your notes and it should bring that note up in the results. Um, and I've tried it a number of times and it's great. If you're finding that it's not showing up when you do a spotlight search, you'll need to go into settings, um, general spotlight search and turn notes on in the list of apps that are enabled for spotlight search. And if you're finding that you get a lot of results that are not relevant, you can also go in and turn off a lot of those apps that you think you're not going to want to search and that will make your results much more relevant and you can also actually reorder the like what shows up when in spotlight search so. and you can also search notes within a folder in the notes app right. too if you swipe you, you definitely can yeah but uh, it saves you time from having to even open up the app you can just go straight to the note you want yeah and while there's no way to kind of sort your notes is the default is sorted by date and there's no way to sort by uh like i don't know what else you would sort by necessarily but what you can do alphabetically alphabetically there you go um but what you can do is you can now with the new notes have folders right so you can manually sort your notes and this is what evernote has done for years and it's it's a nicer way to handle it so you can have different categories of notes like you can 
can have like your poetry in one and your shopping list in another and whatever else you want to mm, keep track of. I would love to read your poetry someday, David. <laughs> Good thing my phone's locked. <laughs> Actually, I do not write poetry. Um, yeah, I was surprised by that. <laughs> you know, I was just spitballing here. Um, but you can, <laughs> you can have different categories. So one of the things I do actually is, this is a good tip for the holidays, I have a folder, I actually do this in Evernote, of gift ideas. And I'll have like a different note for each person. And so whenever somebody throughout the year says, oh, hey, gee, I'd really like this, I go into that folder and I go into their name and I write that idea down. So when the holidays come around, I actually know what to buy people. I'm so impressed, and also I feel really inadequate about my own gift buying. <laughs> I actually, David told me this a couple weeks ago, and I totally started one. I copied him. All right, good. So there you go. That's another tip. We should do that as a tip of the day. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good tip. <laughs> all right, so moving right along, we got lots of news to cover today. Um, first of all, Apple released an official Apple Watch dock. Uh, so tell us about it. Who's telling us about that? I don't think we even decided, but I'll step up. I hope someone else remembers the price. I believe it's $79. It was $79, and we were trying to decide. We were guessing at the price because we didn't find it right away, and somebody said, I remember it being obscenely expensive, and we were trying to guess how obscenely expensive well, it would be. it seems expensive at first, but then I was thinking about, um, I use a, like the leather Apple Watch travel case from Santa, mm -hmm. and it's also, I think, around that same price. And the difference is the Apple Watch comes with the charging part of it. You don't have to use your own cable. And it has the option to switch from um, nightstand mode or just laying it flat. Mm. So, but it only comes in white. Yeah. As of now, I, I, I imagine they'll offer more colors. I don't love the way it looks, personally. No, it's not that attractive. It looks a little bit like old Apple. Like, it looks like back when, like, the iPod came out and everything was that, like, kind of sleek, spacey white color. Yeah. And they've kind of moved on from that. Yeah, they, it definitely looks a little bit like it's that. It's like an afterthought. It's very, like, not attractive. The nice thing about it, though, like you were saying, for whatever reason, third-party manufacturers have not found a way to manufacture the Apple Watch charging puck yet. Yeah. And so, literally, there's the only place you can get it is from Apple. And so, all the third-party docks don't include it. Um, so yeah. that's really nice that it includes it. And you kind of have to, like, snake it into the, to yeah, the dock, yeah. Yeah. which is a little bit weird. What do you guys use to charge your Apple Watches? Do you have docks? I have a dock that has um, a space for my iPhone and for my Apple Watch. It's from Proporta, and it's... Uh, wood which i okay. i tend to prefer that it's mm -hmm. really nice i've seen it yeah yeah i have i have i have a couple because i was testing them out for the article one of them is dodo case and it also is wood and i i really like that one i think it's like walnut or something um and then the other one is i'm gonna blank on the name so we're gonna have to <laughs> put it in in the article i don't do this deliberately although it seems like i do this every week <laughs> to try to lure people into the article so iphonelife.com slash podcast to find out the name of this product. Uh, but it's what it is that's cool that I like about it is it's a um, iPhone charger, an iPad charger, and an Apple Watch charger. Nice. So nice. It, it's very like compact. It's it's aluminum, so it has that kind of MacBook look to it. Um, hmm. So I wrote about it in, oh God, it was a couple issues ago. We'll just link to it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Uh, the only problem is all of them are expensive. Like that's like, that one was like 130 bucks. But yeah. for three, yeah, three docks in one, it's a better value, I, I, I think. I was not previously really in favor of docks. I just feel like the more stuff I own, just the more annoyed I get. And 
But at this point, like with an Apple Watch, and of course I have to keep my kids' phones like under guard at night so they don't use them. At some, <laughs> like at this point, I've got so many devices charging on my nightstand that I'm like afraid to put a glass of water there. And I just think something that would organize them in the courts would be really great. Yeah, and- I, I'm definitely a fan. I think it's definitely a luxury item. Like it's a splurge because you can charge your devices without having mm-hmm. docks, but it, it definitely cleaned up my room. Like yeah. the, having cords everywhere in your room, it's like it's you can ugly. never get it tidy. Where yeah. like yeah. now my room actually is kind of tidy, which is nice. Yeah. Good job, David. Thank <laughs> you. I'm, I know. I'm so impressive. <laughs> um, next up on our news agenda, uh, a report came out. Uh, about Apple Watch earnings in Q3, which of course was a little bit ago. But Apple Watch, and we, we mentioned this last week actually, but we didn't have the exact numbers. So is it uh, Apple Watch is makes up, sorry, not Apple Watch. Oh, yeah. This actually, this is the iPhone 6. Yeah. Yeah. iPhone 6S sales basically in Q3, um, uh, iPhone sales accounted for 14% of the total smartphone market, mm-hmm. but 94% of the profits. So it's just one of those examples of because of the high price point, um, Apple is able to really clean up, basically. What's insane about that, and I I, I mean, it's just insane. 94% of profits in the smartphone industry come from Apple. That's insane. I know. The other part about it, though, uh, I read a similar uh, article a while back, and I'm assuming it's still true is Samsung was the only other company that was profitable and only like marginally profitable. Every other 11% phone, of the profit. Yeah, that's what's crazy. So 94% plus 11% is more than 100%. And you're saying the other, the other companies were losing. They're all losing money. LG, HTC, they're just all just losing money. Right. Um, it's pretty brutal. It's, it's pretty brutal, but it also shows, it's really a testament to Apple that it takes a really impressive product for a company to not be able to come in and just undercut them on price. And mm-hmm. everybody's tried to do that, and people are not willing to pay less for uh, an inferior product. So it really is a testament to not only how expensive iPhones are, <laughs> but also how great they are and that people are willing to pay the premium price for them. That's true. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I just feel like... I mean, people criticize Apple. Oh, they're not selling this many. Samsung sells so many more. But then you know, their business model's really working. Like, they're not really obliged to sell more phones just to, like, get those numbers up. Like, they're in the business of making a profit, and obviously what they're doing is working really well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they, them and Exxon go back and forth, so I don't know who's currently the most mm-hmm. valuable company in the world, but they're one or two, you know? They're, they're clearly their business model is working. <laughs> I found it interesting, too, because I think of, I've you know, Apple used to be this kind of exclusive brand, and now so many people have iPhones. At least so I so I thought it's kind of it's kind of become this universal brand. But really, fourteen percent is still it's rather small. small. But that's new iPhone sales. I see a lot of people with older iPhones. Yeah, that's oh, true. that was only new iPhones. Yeah, like, that's like what sold in one of the, the other third quarter. One of the other things that's misleading about it too, uh, when I've looked at similar studies is it, that's for the whole world oftentimes, right. where if you look in the U.S., I, I, it's it's a lot higher. And in developed countries, it tends to be a lot higher. So mm-hmm. in developing countries, you would obviously, as you would expect, the cheaper phones sell better. Uh, and in developed countries, the premium phones sell better. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a, you know, it's misleading to lump them all together. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, other news this week, Square it just came out with a new doggo that accepts Apple Pay. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are a lot of stores in Fairfield where we're based that uses Square, and so I feel like that'll make a big difference here. Yeah, and everywhere. I mean, I think Square, because it allows anybody to accept credit cards, there's so many people now that are using Square, not mm. only big stores, but everywhere. So it, it should true. be a pretty large chunk of stores that all of a sudden now can accept Apple Pay. Now, yeah. do they have to get a new doggle, do you guys know, or will the old ones now work? I think they have to get a new one. Yeah. yeah. So it may take, there may be a bit of a time lapse before a company invests in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it might not be something we'll see like immediate results from. It sounds Darn, like I wanted but... to go. Our local coffee shop uses Square, yeah. and I really wanted to go in and like <laughs> use Apple Pay. <laughs> I have to admit that because because you can't use Apple Pay at all stores, I tend to just not use it at all. Like I got excited about it at first and found out which stores accepted it and used it, and now I just I feel like now until most places accept it. I just don't want to bother. Mm. I know that makes me really, really lazy because it's so easy to try. I don't know. See, I use it any t- chance I get. Really? Like if I ever can use it, I will. Because it's one of those things where when it, they announced it, I wasn't sure how convenient it really would be. Um, but it's so much more convenient. It's like, it yeah. sound, I, it's sounds. It's funny because I feel lazy that I use it so much because it's like, yeah, it's such a cha- it's such a big deal to take my wallet out of my pocket and pull out a credit card. Yeah. But it's so much more convenient just to I like tap like my watch. People are so. I mean, like, look at the tips. Like, people love tips that save them like one second, and they're like, oh my yeah. god, that's the best tip. I don't have to do that one swipe. Well, especially just, tips that say are lazy. Oh yeah, people are lazy. But people also like <laughs> they like to have satisfaction, and when you like try to do something and it doesn't work, that's annoying. Yeah, like with my. Apple Watch, there were, there's one store in town that I have to try twice every time. Which store is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Noodle House. Really? Oh, they take Apple Pay? I didn't even yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the main place that I use Apple Pay. I'm sure all our readers are thrilled to know that Noodle House accepts Apple Pay. In Fairfield, Iowa. <laughs> but it's annoying because there's always a first failed attempt, and so I just stopped mm. using it anymore. And I don't know. It kind of reminds me of Hey Siri. I feel like now that I have the iPhone 6S, I use it because you can use it at any time. But if they're, you <laughs> Whether know, before, you want to or not. Yeah. <laughs> before, when you had to have your phone plugged in to use it, then I just was, you know, I just don't want to have to think about it. I'd like to hear from our users about Hey Siri. I want to know <laughs> if they also experience Siri chiming in unexpectedly in conversations. <laughs> I always feel like it's the most, like, private conversations, too, that suddenly Siri will be like, what? I didn't hear. Or, like, suddenly ask you a question sorry, about Donna, your conversation. I'm I didn't get that. Do you mind repeating? <laughs> <laughs> so send us an email at podcast at iphonelife.com and let us know, are you using Hey Siri? And also, is Siri chiming in when you don't mean for her to chime in? <laughs> Um, I had a, I had a friend who loved a particular brand of root beer and he'd always go in any store, like anytime he's at a restaurant, they'd be like, what do you want to drink? He'd be like, do you have the, is Virgil's root beer? Do you, have you, I don't know if you guys ever had Virgil's. Yeah, it's like it's a good, natural yeah. brand, but it's really good. So he'd be like, do you have Virgil's root beer? And of course they wouldn't cause it's not that common. And they'd go, and you go, oh, never mind," And be all snooty about it. I feel like I'm kind of doing that with my Apple watch. Because I really want everybody to have Apple Pay. So I just walk into stores and anytime they have like an NFC reader, I'm like, does that accept Apple Watch? Does that accept Mm -hmm. Apple Pay? And if they're like, no, I'm like, oh, never mind. (laughs) 
<laughs> doing your bit to bring Apple Pay to Fairview. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to trying to change the world one store at a time. <laughs> Good job, David. I do because I, I dream of the day that I can just walk out and not carry my wallet, and like we're yeah. close. Like the technology's there. We just need people. We just need mass adoption, and I think Square takes us one step closer to that. Uh, other news, RDO has gone bankrupt and was purchased by Pandora for $75 million. Or they're I, in the process of yeah, closing I think that deal. Con- it's contingent on the bankruptcy going okay. through, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, so we actually uh, have written very positive things about RDO. Don, I think yeah, you, I you were the, the, the guilty party there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so did you like RDO? Had you used it? Yeah, so I wrote a comparison between Spotify and RDO I want to say like about a year ago, mm-hmm. and um, I liked RDO better. I mean, I liked them both quite a bit, but um, RDO had a larger library of music, um, oh. and their interface was a lot better. Like the Spotify app, I've always thought was kind of ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that really Spotify had over RDO was the um, that there are so many users that create their own playlists and that you can share them with people. And because like it has that kind of buy-in with people that, that makes Spotify special, mm-hmm. but, um, RDO beside just the app itself and the service itself, I still stand by. I really liked it. I'm kind of surprised in a way that, that it's going bankrupt, but it seems like it could be a great pairing Pandora and RDO because, um, RDO has great on-demand offerings, and Spotify has a great radio, and so those together could could be interesting, I think. What's interesting about that, though, is from what I've heard, Pandora is not planning on—the purchase was more to get uh, the people who worked at RDO, because they're Hmm. obviously— a talented group of engineers who mm. knows the industry. Um, I've heard that they aren't planning on keeping RDO around or even keeping the on-demand service around. Now, sometimes companies just say that because they want to keep it under wraps until they change their mind. But I was surprised by that too because I, I don't. Do you guys still use Pandora? I'm so like Spotified out right now. I never use Pandora. I use Pandora. Okay. My kids do, or they did until I got the Apple Music family plan. Exactly, though. Yeah, I've just been, I, I haven't really settled on one music streaming service. Mm-hmm. I tended, I tried Apple Music for a few months. I've used Spotify. I'm actually thinking about paying for Spotify now, but um, lately I've been using Pandora. They do have, I mean, I feel like their radio is good. It's better than any of the other ones. Yeah, their radio is better, uh, but I've just now settled into on demand. And, yeah, and it, it sucks that they don't have on demand. The playlist is the big deal to me. And I, <laughs> behind the scenes we had a bit of a conflict over that article because donna of course is editor-in-chief and she's the one that wrote it and i don't have any say but i i was like donna you're wrong i can't believe you said that rdo was better spotify is the best <laughs> so i i love spotify uh, and i what i love about it is the playlist it's that uh, to me a curated li- a playlist is always going to beat radio um and so that's why i tend to use spotify over Pandora and why I like Spotify better than RDO. Um, I think to me it's a little bit like it's like Google Plus and Facebook. It's like Google Plus came out and they're like, oh look, we have these cool little interface things that you might like better than Facebook. But Facebook had all the users. Yeah, it's really difficult. Yeah. I'll be curious to see if Apple Music can pry people away from Spotify because Spotify yeah. is not Facebook. They have not captured the market yet. Um, but whether they've captured enough people, where it's like 
all they have so many people of so many playlists they're not it, it would take a lot to get those people to switch and it's such a compelling offer to go to the music streaming service where all your friends are and you can see their music yeah, I do like when when I'm on Spotify, how you can see what your friends are listening to even, and then go mm-hmm. listen. It, do you let nice. your friends see what you're listening to? I don't think people need to know what I'm listening to because <laughs> I listen to a lot of terrible, like, <laughs> like well, 80s don't... pop music and, like, awful things. I don't know. There's an I, incognito. I don't feel, like, weird about letting people see what I'm listening to. It doesn't bother me. I, I let them see what I'm listening to on Spotify, but do not post it on Facebook. Like, I yeah, hate how to post on Facebook. I think at I'm, first I didn't even realize that was happening. <laughs> I'm really not interested in what my friends are listening to but there's actually a private listening mode so if you like want to go listen to justin bieber and in sync you can do that without (laughs) your friends judging you not not that i'm doing that i have not listened to either (laughs) my favorite spotify playlist was uh songs to sing to in the shower i think yeah i listened to that one too it's good right in a sort of cheesy sing-along in the shower way but i don't the world doesn't know need to know that i listened to that although i just announced it the world knows you're on record my favorite spotify feature and then we'll move on i just have to i have to profess my love to spotify at least once Mm -hmm. a week so apparently (laughs) it's my language of love um so (laughs) so my favorite spotify feature they just came out with it this year is uh the Spotify Discover playlist. So what Spotify does now is is they use big data to analyze your listening behavior and then find songs that you haven't listened to that other people who listen to the same music as you like. And every Monday, they create a playlist that's kind of curated for you based on your listening pattern. And it's a pretty good combination of like algorithmic like big data, but also feels personal because it's personal to you and also... I tend to like the song, so they do a good job with it. Mm. I'll just try that out. I guess I'm just curious with RDO going bankrupt if uh, Apple Music has played any role in that. I mean, it's definitely become a more crowded area. I mean, yeah. ev- like when RDO came out, it was Spotify and RDO and like Rhapsody or whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. like now, Google, Amazon, Apple, SoundCloud, like, SoundCloud. Although SoundCloud's kind of its own beast. It's kind of it a little true. bit different. But there, it's become so crowded that, There's yeah. There's a lot of music offerings yeah. now. Yeah, beats before Apple Music. Yeah, yeah. It, it's tough. So do you think this is to do with Apple Music or is it to do with the streaming industry in general? Because, I mean, a lot of the articles I read about RDO just said it's like a just a brutal business. And then if you look at Adele's album sales, you know, she didn't allow her new album to be streamed on Apple Music or Spotify, and she's like in line to break like apparently in syncs um, like week uh, like week long album sale record like oh, she's at like two point three million yeah I can't believe in sync held that record <laughs> it's so sad I know. what does yeah, it say I'm about America <laughs> what does it say about teenage girls yeah. I mean, it's like of the nineties um, well yeah. well so what were you saying though with Adele um, I mean, she's sold over 2 million albums, and she's breaking all kinds of records. And she's not, I mean, I feel like her market, I think it's because she's chosen not to stream them on Spotify or Apple Music. She's like, hello, that song is on those services, so you can Mm -hmm. get a taste of it. But if you want to listen to the whole album, you've got to pay for it. And I think it's working. Yeah, I think, okay, this ties into the other area of musicians and streaming services and whether or not... It's good for musicians. I mean, it's all interrelated. Yeah, and I I have strong opinions on this because I think if you're Adele, then maybe 
streaming services aren't good for you because you're Adele. You're like already one Mm -hmm. of the most famous people in the world. I don't know that Adele would be Adele. Well, I mean, she'd have the name, but we might not know her name (laughs) (laughs) if it wasn't for Spotify. I mean, she blew up on Spotify with her original two albums. So I think that for up-and-coming musicians, I think uh, streaming services can be a godsend because you don't need as many intermediary people. You don't need a record label even. Um, But yeah, if you're Taylor Swift or if you're Adele and people want your album and if they can't stream it will go are willing to go pay for it right i think that's great but how many albums have you guys bought this year i was thinking about buying adele yeah i was too but i I literally that would probably be the first album i bought in maybe two years yeah me too yeah i have not bought one album this year and, and i get the other side of it because you see it's something i can't remember i was looking into like how many people needed to stream a song for for an artist to make minimum wage. And it was it's really crazy. sad. It was like 100,000 people a month to make like a minimum wage or something. So wow. it's really intense. Uh, some of that depends on whether you have a record label or not. Uh, but I think... And it's interesting to hear that it's not necessarily true that the uh, streaming services are making a killing either. Yeah. Like they maybe are paying what they can pay. Yeah, nobody's exactly making a killing here. Um, I think though... What bothers me, it's it's a little bit what bothers me about like the whole Uber versus taxis debate. Hmm. It's like Uber is the future. It's a better technology for consumers. And so that's what's going to win. Uh, and yeah. I think that's how I feel about streaming. That's the best way for people to stream right. their music. It's the same thing with journalism, to be honest, too. It's like people are reading online. Yeah. Like, let's not cry anymore about, Let's you find know. a way to make that model work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, and, and it's not like musicians can't still make money, but it takes a more creative model, just like it takes a more yeah. creative model for publishers to make money. But we still, it's still not in a place now where it's working for people. And I think that's probably the point Adele and Taylor Swift are making, mm-hmm. which is valid. And they're playing a valuable role because yeah. somebody needs to advocate for these artists to make money. It's drawing attention. It, yeah. Like, it, you know, probably Adele and Taylor Swift, as Taylor Swift said in her blog, like, I'm not doing it for me because mm-hmm. clearly they're doing okay financially. Yeah. But it does draw attention to the issue. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I think that I think that artists need to find new ways to make money. I hate to say that because I want artists yeah. to make a lot of money, but it's, it's not going to happen through streaming. And, and to be honest, the other thing that gets lost in the shuffle is an artist used to make a penny for every CD sold. So really, it's the music industry that's really hyping this up. Well, you know, mm-hmm. like people blame the streaming services and they blame consumers who don't buy albums. But, I mean, somebody is making money and I think it's like the labels and, and that part of the industry. And so they're not necessarily treating artists fairly as well. So it's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe that relationship needs to be looked at and reworked. The other thing that's, the other thing that's interesting to put in context and then, then we'll move on because I got on a tangent here. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally related to iPhones and iPads. It is. It's Spotify, right? That's on an yeah, iPhone. It is. I told you guys I had strong feelings about this. <laughs> um, the last thing that's interesting to think about is it's really only in like the last hundred years that musicians made money by selling their recordings of their music. Like really, traditionally, musicians make money by performing live. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. un- like for better and worse, we're kind of going back to that. Uh, now there's actually fortunately a lot of other ways to make money. You can do videos where you get sponsorship, like uh, OK Go does an awesome job with that. And there's all mm-hmm. you can sell merchandise and all that stuff. So there's a lot of ways to make money. Uh, and I think we just have to accept that the economies have changed in this one. Mm. 
Okay, last news item, another <laughs> tangentially related to iPhone 1. And celebrity related. And celebrity related. We were debating whether or not to get into it, but we decided there is a non-gossip related moral to this. So um, Gwen Stefani, as we all, well, you may not know, but apparently I know, is going <laughs> through a divorce uh, to Gavin DeGraw. Is that his name? Uh, no, Gavin No, that's, his, that's her new person. Uh-oh. It's Gavin Rossdale. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. is she... The two Gavins? Scandalous. Um, anyway, point being, we just found out this week that the reason they got divorced is Gwen Stefani... They're not divorced yet. In process of divorce. Thanks. Let's get this right. Gwen Stefani discovered that uh, her then-husband, whose name I'm still forgetting... Gavin, Gavin Rossdale. Gavin <laughs> Rossdale uh, was cheating on her, and she found that out, and why we're talking about it. She found that out because uh, he was texting... The person he was having an affair with, who was and who was their nanny, receiving pictures and receiving pictures, which we won't get into, uh, and his account was linked to their children's iPad, and yeah. so the iCloud, of course, used iMessage to deliver the messages not only to his phone but to iCloud into the iPad. So somebody else, I think, a different nanny, discovered the iPad with the photos. Yeah, yeah, so this, I mean, we have tips on how to set up Apple IDs for children. Mm-hmm. Parents can do that. And it just seems, I mean, whether or not you are happy he got caught, it seems like, you know, pretty simple thing he could have done to not yeah. get caught. So I think, yeah, yeah but- we, we need to separate out the fact <laughs> he's a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. That was a terrible thing to do. But there is a moral out there for people who are not cheating which is still but who would like, you know, reasonable privacy from yes. the rest of your family. Like you don't necessarily want your kids to see everything you're doing on your phone. Yeah, everybody even if what you're privacy. doing is totally acceptable. Exactly. And inadvertently linking accounts is not a good thing. And there, you know, you want to make sure for very legitimate reasons, not just for all the douchebags out there, <laughs> that you're you have your privacy. So Yeah, it, and I yeah. do think that I think that just in general parents don't always know how to set up yeah. uh, you know how to deal with technology with their kids and we actually want to have a podcast about this yeah. coming up. I I mean, I'm not an expert. I, I have funny stories that I can share in the parenting podcast about like how I failed as a parent monitoring <laughs> my kids' technology use, but you know, I understand why parents, I think parents want to like monitor their kids' purchases and how they're using their devices. And so they set them up on their iCloud account so that the purchaser, purchases are coming from their credit card. But that's why there's uh, family sharing. And it's great because your kids get their own iCloud account, but you get the power to, you know, a- approve their purchases and mm-hmm. and you can set their device up with different, you know, sort of like they can do this with their account, but they can't do that. And you can hide your own purchases from them. And because they have a separate iCloud account, nothing that you do on any of your devices will show up on their device. And we actually have an insider guide that covers this um, really thoroughly. So if you're an insider subscriber, you should go to iphonelife.com slash insider. Is that correct, David? Yes, yes. that is correct. And I actually and check created it out. that guide. Yeah, you should it's check great. it out. And also, if you're not an insider, we do, it's not like as cohesive and thorough, but we do have tips on different aspects of using family sharing. So you can go to um, the tips on iphonelife.com and, you know, just search family sharing and see what we've got. I mean, the insider guide is really the most thorough one, but the basic takeaway, though, because a lot of people try to kind of do, before family sharing came out, what people tried to do and people don't know about family sharing is share an account. So like more than one person will share an account 
Yeah. Uh, and that allowed the advantages of that is allowed you to download an app, and you you know your wife could have that app, or your kids could have that app, and it would be shared. Um, basically, the takeaway is don't share your account. Everybody should have their own account because now Apple lets you have different ways of handling that. Right. Yeah, you can share all of your purchases. All and of I know a lot of people purchases. got around the iMessages thing by turning it off or not use you know, but iMessages are great because you can send really big like pictures and videos and uh-huh. stuff and use them when you're not in cellular service areas. And use on your laptop now. Yeah, it's great if all the accounts that have that iCloud account are yours. Like for me, it's really great because I can send messages from, I can send text messages from my laptop or I can access any of that information. I can view pictures from my iPad. So it's it's really great as long as that's what you're intending to do. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Or who knows though, maybe Gavin wanted to get caught. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to go there. (laughs) Let's not even talk about that. Yeah. All right, moving right along. (laughs) Moving right along. Uh, We have some gear to talk about before getting into our surviving winter. Uh, We all tried out some cool gear this this week. So, Sarah, tell us about about your deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is uh, called the Hans Swipe Clean. And um, it was just sent, like, unsolicited to the office. And I just saw it, and it made me laugh because it looks looks like a little thing of, like, a travel-sized deodorant. It looks exactly like travel deodorant. And so... (laughs) So Connor, Carrie, and I were kind of making fun of it, and I was like, oh, this is just going to be another thing that gets put in the free box or, you know, ends up in my drawer. And then I used it, and what it is, you... On her phone. On my, on my phone, <laughs> not as deodorant, because it is not deodorant. And, and what it is, is you take... There's two lids on either side, and you take off one, and it's like this little, like, moist cleaning surface that cleans your phone, and so then you can put the lid back on, and and then on the other side, there's like a sort of thing that like dries your phone and polishes the screen. You can't see it, but Sarah's doing a little demo right now. <laughs> yeah, <for us. laughs> sorry. We obviously we need to start like doing video of these. Yeah. And the great thing is, is it works so well. It like really cleans your phone really well, and it's really satisfying to use. Yeah, there's I tried something it too. oddly satisfying about it. <laughs> and you don't have to mess with like sprays and annoying like you know microfiber cloths, which I just find like dealing with those and carrying them with you is really a pain. And this is so convenient. Like I... You can carry it in your purse easily. I really like this. I was so surprised by how much I like it. I really like it. (laughs) And I used it actually. I'm going to talk about my product, which is a screen protector. And I used it to prep for the screen protector. It did a great job. I've been making everyone in the office try. Yeah, it did a great job (laughs) doing it. What I found so funny though, because we wrote an an article on the website about about it and... Mm -hmm. Uh, they the company actually tweeted us and said they ne- it never occurred to them that it looked like deodorant. <laughs> and I was like, how did it not occur to you it looked, <laughs> that it looked yeah. like deodorant? Yeah. But they were they were into it. They were like, it is like deodorant. Yeah, it's like deodorant for your iPhone. So we helped them with their marketing. Although You're if welcome. If your iPhone smells, you maybe have some serious problems. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> um, so what I tried out this week was Topaz glass screen protector. Um, so what I as regular listeners to the podcast know I love glass screen protectors. I only use a glass screen protector. I don't have a case on my iPhone. Um, and what I love about this glass screen protector is the problem is has been up until now that glass screen protectors were square and that worked really well on the iPhone 4 and then the iPhone 5. By square, you mean like flat? Yes, thanks. They're not actually rectangular, but they're the point is the iPhone 6 and 6S have rounded 
corners. It's kind of a tapered edge. And the glass screen protector mm-hmm. did not cover that edge. Right. And so in previous podcasts, I talked about bodyguards, and their solution was the crown, which is this little aluminum thing that stuck to the bezel of the phone to protect that tapered edge. Yeah. Um, it was a great idea in theory. In practice, it never stuck to the phone. Yeah. Yeah, it would, like, peel off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really annoying. Yeah. I ended up ditching it. But I, I still use the screen protector. It's great. Yeah, the great yeah. screen protector's bad crown. Um, but what we the what Topaz does is they're the first glass screen protector that I've seen that actually covers it, it actually mm. has the same curved edge as the iPhone 6 so it covers and success they both have the same right uh, I have a success so that was a right you were right to correct me there thanks for editing me <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it covers your entire iPhone 6s um, so before what would happen with the bodyguards is whenever you drop your phone, it was still mostly protected, but it would chip a lot. Like the corners would chip because it could it could hit the end edge of the glass. Um, but now with the full phone covered, it, it works a lot better. That's the good of it. Um, but I've been using it for a week. And so a few things. First of all, it didn't apply quite right. Uh, mm. Those bubbles never went away. Sarah, I made oh, Sarah apply big. the phone. No, no, I refused. Noah did it. Okay, uh-huh. it was like <laughs> we we uh, uh, it was I, a group effort. It was a group effort. We had a team to install this. Um, and that was actually another thing. Some installations are easier than others. Like some of the screen protectors come with like a little installation kit. Yeah, the bodyguards is also does that really well. Yeah, this did not. Um, the installation was easy though because it's easier to rely. It's easier to align when it covers the whole phone. Um, but those bubbles never went away. They first were big of all, bubbles, yeah, too. which I was actually willing to live with. But I don't. I told Donna knows this. I don't know if I told you. I broke it already. You did tell me. How did you break <laughs> it at lunch yesterday? It David was so embarrassing. Okay, to be fair, I didn't drop my phone. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he left it precariously on the edge of the table twice, like halfway off the table, and then let it fall. Yeah. Okay. It 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 wasn't halfway off the table. What happened was the table <laughs> had slightly like tapered edges as well. I'm gonna use the word tapered edges now to describe everything <laughs> in my life. Um, and it left. <laughs> you guys can't see Donna rolling her eyes. <laughs> There's so much you can't see. You couldn't see me holding my head in my hands as Donna was announcing that I dropped my phone twice at lunch. <laughs> we do have to start recording this apparently so you can see all of our <laughs> facial expressions as we embarrass each other. Um, so I left the phone. I guess it was precariously close to the edge. It <laughs> fell off the table. The first time it landed on a chair and I was really lucky. And then... Not learning your lesson. Not learning my lesson like a moron. I p- apparently put my phone close to the table again. So we're just in mid-conversation. All of a sudden, we just hear like a giant thud, and it <laughs> fell off the table directly onto the screen protector and broke. Um, the screen protector. That's yeah. the point of having the screen protector. The good yeah. news is, yeah, that's the point of having a screen protector is that it broke the screen protector, not the screen. Um, mm-hmm. The bad news is... I don't, it, it was a pretty solid drop, so I wasn't surprised. Yeah. But the thing is, is they marketed... It's like four feet. Yeah. You know, off the table, I so. was hoping it wasn't going to break yeah. when I picked it up. And they marketed it as being actually strong, the strongest glass, which now I'm skeptical of. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I mean, I'm about to, I just got a new iPhone and we'll talk about that another time because I haven't set it up yet, but I'm going to try the Topaz screen protector as well. And I also drop my phone a lot, so we'll see how mine lasts and then we can compare. Mm -hmm. I will say though, there's another brand that does the same thing. So they have a full screen screen protector, Kiasi. They're actually an advertiser, full disclaimer, but uh, Connor tested out their product Mm -hmm. uh, and really loved it. And it was the same thing. So she, I don't know if she's as clutchy as I am, so she probably hasn't dropped her phone that much yet, so we'll mm-hmm. keep you posted on that, but she didn't have any of the bubbles. So from our small in-house testing, and you'll have to let us know if you have bubbles when you apply your Topaz screen protector, Sarah. Yeah, okay, I will. Um, but from the limited testing, you might want to check out Kiasi, and we'll have a link to both Kiasi and Topaz in the podcast blog post, iphonelife.com slash podcast. Um, but that was what I t- tried out this week, uh, and I'm sad that it's broken because now I need a new glass screen protector. <laughs> uh, Donna, what was your product this week? So my product this week is a DocSmith dual iPhone 6S dock, okay. and um, I requested it. I wanted to try it out, and I definitely have an ulterior motive, which is that my husband and I have both become aware that we have smartphone addiction issues. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be the topic of a future podcast. I think <laughs> yeah. all of us in this office are now addicted to our smartphones, not so, surprisingly. Yeah, we just did a little, like, we sat down and looked at, you can go look at your battery settings and see how long you've spent on your phone in the last seven days right. on different apps. Just mm-hmm. And also, just tap the little clock in the right corner above that list of apps, and it will show you, like, exactly, like, how much, like, numbers and hours. and. Yeah, so basically, we, like, discovered he had done something crazy, like, in seven days, he'd spent more than 24 hours on his phone oh my god and for me it was something like less than that but similar i think like half of that actually but still to me that's a lot but you both do use your phones for work correct i mean we you can see what apps you've been using yeah and most of them are not work related so is there is there a total i'm I'm gonna reveal live so you're going to you go to settings battery and then last seven days and then you you tap on the clock in the right on the right side of the screen. Okay, but do, there's no total. I can see, like, I can no, add No, you have to in. add it up yourself. Okay, so mine's a little misleading because in the last seven days, I've spent um, a lot. Uh, let's see, I'm seeing uh, 16.8 hours plus 10 hours, so that's already well above 24 hours. But 16.8 hours is, oh, wait, that's background. Yeah, don't look at the, it should, tells you how, like, apps that have been running in the background. Oh, okay, Spotify. so I'm doing so totally fine. Yeah. Uh, like, that's five hours, you know, maybe, like, ten hours. That's not that yeah. crazy. Oh, I'm not that addicted. That's awesome. So, anyway, as I was telling you guys about my doc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I'm sorry. Did I get us off topic there? Continue, yes. Donna. <laughs> so, we, we discovered that we were both having a bit of an addiction issue with our phones, and so we wanted to start, we'd read online that some people have a dock downstairs at home where they dock their phones when they get home from work and they only use it when they go, like if you go to the dock to make a call or send a text. But besides that, like just don't have it on you at all times. So DocSmith sent me this really beautiful driftwood dual dock and it actually had one nice thing about it is it came with the lightning cable installed Uh in it, Uh which is something a lot of docks don't. A lot of docks like you need to like thread it through basically yourself the dock that i i tried that i still forget the name of it had the lightning it had the lightning cables but it didn't have the apple watch so they also had the lightning cables yeah i think the more i think they're just more expensive if they include it yeah doc smith it's you know not cheap 
Docsmith, you can buy, they have a website and you can, where you can buy specific ones and you can also have ones made custom for you. This one was, I contacted them through their Etsy store and so they created this one for me. Um, so really my one Fancy. complaint with it, yeah, it was cool. My one complaint is that um, there's not a little groove for the home button and I want to just be able to use my phone in the dock without taking it out, but it's hard, like only half of the home button is really accessible to my finger so I was thinking oh. about actually like carving that out myself so there's like a nice little so I can use my phone while it's in the dock so could describe kind of what this dock looks like and like how how is it customized for you I, I've never heard of a customized dock I mean he just I told him that I wanted a dual dock for my iPhone 6s oh, okay. and he's like I'll make you one cool and so, so that was as far as it went it's wood it's wood it's driftwood and okay. it's um probably about like a foot long and it has just two little slots with a lightning cable to dock your phone. And it probably is like a half inch deep mm -hmm. and it doesn't have some, some um, docks will have like a little cutout in front of the home button yeah. that you can still. Gotcha. So maybe if you're ordering a custom one from there, specify you, could ask you want about that. that. Yeah. But I, in terms of looks, it's the most like beautiful dock I've ever used. Cool. Nice. So we'll, we'll link to it. So if you want to see a picture of it, iphonelife.com slash podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and did you say the price? Uh, no, since this one was custom, but usually they're about $100. Okay, so they're up there in price. And the one I had was like 120 So, I mean, if yeah. you want something, but it's just nice to have something that looks nice in your room. It's kind of worth it. It's a good holiday present, yeah. by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is a great present. Um, and I was, oh, the other thing is, because I, 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 I kind of use that same system when I'm, I, I, I try to do that system where I dock mm -hmm. my phone. It works really well if you have an Apple Watch, because you can still get notifications if you, like, yeah. need to. Um, so you don't feel totally separation anxiety, but it, mm -hmm. you, you're not going to, like, sit there. What I find is I'll, like, have my phone out while I'm watching TV, and it's, like, I don't need two forms of entertainment at the same time. No. Yeah. You know what I love about the idea of having a dock downstairs that you put your phone in when you get home is like, I don't carry my phone around with me too much when I'm home in the evenings, but I leave it around places and then I have to like ping it with my Apple Watch. And I don't even know what people who don't have Apple Watches do when they inevitably like I leave know. it somewhere in their house. I've used that feature a lot on my Apple Watch. I used it a lot. <laughs> it's like one of the main things I do with my Apple Watch. Like, where the hell is my phone? <laughs> so yeah, so I feel like that's another solution. Like a really, I like this idea. You've inspired me, Donna. <laughs> okay, so moving on to our main topic, surviving winter. Sarah, how, how would one survive winter with their iPhone? Well, you know, I wrote an article that's coming up in the, in the next issue. Um, and basically, I came to the conclusion that there's really three ways to deal with winter. You can just kind of like deny it's happening and go into hibernation and just get through it. That's, that's my preferred method. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you could just deal with it. I mean, winter's there and you have to like be a productive adult about that it. That sounds hard. Or you can just embrace it and have fun, you know? You can be one of those weird people who love winter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of getting an idea of like where you, like which camp you guys are. <laughs> yeah. I, I fully agree that the third method is the best method, or you can mm -hmm. do what I do and travel during the winter to avoid it altogether. Yeah. 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 We thought it'd be fun to quickly like say which camp we each fall into. Okay. I'm very much... Well, I don't know if I'm in the denial camp because I fully understand that it's winter, but I try to hibernate. I just try to avoid winter as much as possible and just be indoors. Like I do not embrace it at all, <laughs> even though I should. I hate winter. Like... 
Yeah, winter is the worst, especially that period after the holidays when like there's basically like nothing fun happens except for maybe Valentine's Day, which I don't feel like is that fun. No, people are single hated, people are in relationships hated, everyone hates Valentine's Day. It's the worst, except for the candy. (laughs) It's true. So yeah, I feel like my tendency is to hibernate and just avoid winter, but the reality of my life means I just have to deal with it because like kids need feeding and dogs need walking. Yeah. And... What makes me happiest is like just embracing it and like getting outside and breathing fresh air and getting like the small amount of sunlight that there is on my face. It just like, yeah, you know, helps me survive. But I'd really rather just spend the whole time on the couch, like under mm-hmm. a warm blanket by the mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. One fun thing about Sarah's article is it kind of, it's like you can kind of fall into all of the camps because it's like really what you want to do is hibernate, but. You we kind all of have, have to, to yeah. deal with it. Yeah, like her second one, she's like, "Okay, deal with it. You're a grown up. You can <laughs> <laughs> do all these things to get through it." And then, like, and actually, you may end up enjoying it. And I think that's like, I never want to go out and ski, for instance. Like, I don't want to be cold. I don't want to deal with things. But usually, when I do, I end up having a good time. I will right. say, despite my denial of winter. I do carry sleds in my trunk all winter. <laughs> <laughs> I do also, yeah. but not for me. Uh, I no. have friends who fall into like the loving winter category and they came to visit from <sighs> Texas. Well, they probably love it because it's, yeah, like it's a novelty. Yeah, because it's a novelty. And it was zero degrees and they wanted to go night sledding. Oh my and God. I totally like went yeah. for it, but it was... It's winter's brutal. Yeah. I fall, I, I fall into tried denial and hibernation. i my kids and, like, and I actually do go sledding with them. You know, only one of them is really interested in sledding anymore. But, you know, I do try and do fun, like, winter things with my kids. But there's actually specific gear and apps you can yeah, use. Let's so, get into the yeah. iPhone part of this winter yeah. conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to be in denial and hibernate, which is a completely legitimate and obviously fully Thank supported you, by Sarah. us. Yes. <laughs> David-approved method. <laughs> um, you know, you should just stay inside. So, you know, you want to work from home. You want to, like, avoid going to the store if you can, you know, and you just want to, like, entertain yourself at mm-hmm. home. So, um a couple apps that can really help with staying at home. Uh, there's the Seamless app, which, you know, Donna has tried and really liked. And there's Amazon yeah. Fresh, which lets you order groceries. Wait, what is Seamless? So Seamless is a delivery app. Um, so I last winter, I spent a couple of months in New York. And I used it constantly because especially there, it's like you really mm-hmm. don't want to have to venture out. It's, I mean, you have to walk everywhere. It's really, really dreary. Um, so I would just like, you could get Thai food for pretty cheap. That was delicious delivered. And so I use that way too much. (laughs) Gotcha. And of course, you know, you're going to keep yourself entertained by probably using like an iPad to watch movies or something like that. So, you know, a good like tablet stand, um, the one I mentioned in the article is like a, it's from Yogi Bo. It's the tablet X, Tablo X tablet pillow. And um, one of our bloggers recommended that. And I, I like it because it's like a sort of comfy pillow on your lap that also holds your iPad for you while you watch Netflix endlessly. So it's a good yeah, idea. It seems very cozy. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of working from an iPad, but a lot of our bloggers actually do blog directly from their iPad. And so if you fall into a category where you can get your work done from home on an iPad, um, you know, you can get apps like Office 365, and, you know, you can get, like, a good, like, Bluetooth keyboard that's compatible. And you can, you know, just never leave your house again. <laughs> that's the dream. <laughs> yeah. And you can even set up a virtual fire in your Apple TV. Aren't there? Yeah, there's, like, fireplace apps. So if you've got, like, a nice TV and an Apple TV or, 
you know, you can actually just have like a fire going. I mean, yeah, why I, I own a wood stove, so that just sounds really sad to me. But if you are one of those deprived people who doesn't have like I'm a real totally fire. I'm totally planning on doing that. That sounds so cozy. Yeah, yeah it just really is like nice. You know, and I, like, they actually like, they're surprisingly good. I, I've yeah. seen a few of them and it's like, because they have the little crackling noises and on HDTV, it's like, obviously, it's not like you're going to be fooled that it's a fireplace, right. but it still has kind of a little bit of that like desired that, effect and you ambience. feel cozy. It's yeah. definitely the ambiance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you know, if you want to deal with it like a grown up. Um, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's things you can do. Like it's so depressing coming home in the dark. I mm. know. At your house and like your house is dark and it's cold and you have to like turn on lights and cook things and... But there's a lot of things you can do with your iPad, like, or, you know, smart home devices that can really make a difference. Like, I know, David, you have the Nest thermostat, but mm-hmm. any kind of smart thermostat that lets you program it so when you come home, you're coming to a warm house. Yeah, is, that's huge. I love the Nest thermostat. It's like, I know it feels weird to say that you love a thermostat, but I <laughs> love it. Uh, and it's exactly that. It, it just takes all the hassle out of it. It learns from your behavior. And so, like, the first week, you just make sure you turn it down when you leave for work, you turn it up when you get home, uh, and you adjust whatever else you want to adjust, and then, yeah, you save money, because So you it's, don't even have to, like, set the times, it just learns It learns behavior. from you. And That's you, great. And, and, it, and it, not only does it learn from you, it also has a motion sensor. So if, like, let's say it thinks so cool. that I would be home on a Saturday afternoon, but I actually decide not to hibernate that day, it will know <laughs> that, and it'll then cool the house to my like default away temperature um so you say i've saved a lot of money because i in iowa a lot of the houses are really old my house was built in 1901 uh so it it costs a lot to heat so it saved me a lot of money um and i get to walk home to a warm house every day yeah that's really nice such a good product and also um one of our bloggers jim carpen like has I think he's written several articles about the joys of smart light bulbs mm-hmm. because you know like you come home and it's like dark by like four o'clock yeah, and I know and you know like to come home to a like a warm well lit house because you can program them to like turn on so you come home and you can actually see you don't have to leave your porch light on you know so that you can actually see to put your key in and mm-hmm. and that I feel like that just makes a huge difference to like your mood psychologically. It's, yeah, you're kind of convincing me. I've held off on the smart light bulbs because they're just so expensive. It's like $50 per light bulb or something, and it's well, hard to justify. You can be strategic about it. There yeah. could just be certain lights that are on, you know? Yeah, the yeah. other thing you can do, so here's, I'll tell you about my new project for this winter. Uh, I, I was planning on reporting on this in a future podcast, so more details to come. But you can also use a smart uh, plug with a lamp. Uh, so I think the smart plugs can be a little bit cheaper. Not They're not that much cheaper. But what I'm going to do is I'm getting two smart plugs for my room. One is going to be on the lamp, and the other is going to be on my space heater because I my Nest automatically goes, goes down to a cooler temperature in the evening so I don't have to heat my whole house, and I use a space heater in my room. And so I'm going to use the new iHome uh, smart plugs, and they, you can do like a room scene. I'm doing quotation marks, but you guys can't see them. <laughs> uh, and so that way, uh, it's going to be programmed to at a certain time, the light will come on from the lamp and my space heater will turn on when my nest turns That's down. That's such a great idea. That's awesome. My kids use, we heat with wood heat, which mm-hmm. is, has a lot of it, awesome advantages, including it's like way cheaper in Iowa where I have like, my house is even older than David's and I think <laughs> like bigger and it's so expensive to heat. And um, 
But my kids have a space heater in their room, and they always forget to turn it off. And so that sounds like a really awesome idea. Yeah, that's the other mm-hmm. side of it. It turns off in the morning. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and also, I'm going to try the, the iHome one. The other one I'm trying is the Wemo one, which is cool because it actually tells you energy consumption. Oh, nice. So I don't know if it works with the new Apple... Home kit. I'm not sure. I will yeah. report on this, but it can. It sounds like a really good one to use for my space heater, so I can actually keep track of. Is it actually saving me money to use a space heater instead of? Yeah, I mean, one house? thing I want to make mm-hmm. clear, like as we're going over these products, this we're not like really saying this is the product you should use. These are examples of products you yeah. can use. You should really do the research and find out which one like works best for your own situation. But we tried to do some of the research yeah. for general guidance. Most yeah. of these products that I'm talking about, we've actually like recommended in previous articles, mm-hmm. and so we're familiar with them. Um, so the third thing for making your house really cozy is a crock pot, like a smart crock mm-hmm. pot. If you come home yeah. and there's like a hot meal waiting for you oh, and you're like yeah. warm, well-lit house, like can you imagine like how much happier life would be in January? <laughs> yes. I have the Belkin smart crock pot with Wemo. So jealous. It's, it's really awesome. You can do two. So you can just control it from your phone. They have smart coffee makers, so it can make you coffee in the morning. Yeah. But it's drip coffee, so I, I use a French press, but yeah. that's also cool if you do drip coffee. Yeah. Although you're not cool. <laughs> Whatever, David. Everyone who listens to this podcast is cool. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. So, um, you know, another way to deal with it is like winter, like just the lack of sunlight and the like you tend to be less active can make you like more depressed. I, I tend mm-hmm. to get depressed in the winter for I sure. I do too. I do too. Um, so there's actually an app called Mood Notes that lets you like sort of track your moods and like just keep like if you're getting sad, like get up and go outside and, you know, just, yeah. you know, don't let yourself get too far into like the winter sadness. And then um, and then part of that is uh, there's a product called the Sunlight, S-U-N-N, light. And that kind of, it mimics like the natural sort of, I'm, I'm like moving my hand, I don't know why. It, it mimics the natural sort of like light cycles of the day. And so that can, if you set it for a more like light time of the year, that can really like help keep you in a better frame of mind, I think. Yeah, I want one of those. And there's some other things we could talk about, but I think we should, you know, you'll really have to read the article to get the full, mm-hmm. the full, like, and then, you know, if you are one of those people who love winter or you want to try, um, you know, you, the, the one app that I actually thought was really cool for that is um, Meetup. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's just an app. It's like a service, right? Yeah. yeah it's so really cool. Meetup, my sister-in-law uses Meetup um, to, for camping trips. Uh, so Backbone great. State Park is a cool park it's near here. And um, so she used the Meetup app with her boyfriend and his family, and they coordinated with people to meet and do, like, a joint camping trip with, like, hiking and, um, I think, canoeing and stuff like that. And they've now, like, met up with the same group a couple of times because it went so well. So it's a cool thing. Like, you see yeah. activities that people are doing, like like like-minded people in your area and can... Yeah, like so meet up to do activities. It's a good way to socialize and get you out of the house <clears throat> and find people who want to do the same sort of things you want to do. It's really yeah. great to if you're in a new city. It's one of the best yeah. ways to meet new people kind of in like a build new community. city. And it's something people really struggle with. It's like when you're young and you're in college, it's easy to meet people. And when you get older and you move to a new city, you can meet people through your job. Or but you don't always want to socialize with if, people. Yeah. If, your peop- if the people in your job aren't as cool as we are at iPhone <laughs> Life, you can use Meetup and then you get to meet new people outside of work. Right. Yeah. And it takes out all the creepiness of like feeling like trying to make friends and feel like you're hitting on them. By yeah. Like, like, totally, what are you doing this weekend? Totally. <laughs> yeah. And, and if your friends aren't into loving winter or winter sports, you know, you could find people who say want to go snowboarding or, 
do those kinds of things, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Um, and of course, touch touch capacitive go- gloves. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, really. Like nice. you can't really like love winter with your iPhone if you can't even use it without frozen fingers. So I know. Do you guys have any good brands you like? I know <sighs> the North Face has some good ones, but no. To be honest, I had a brand that I was using, but I actually just uh, for. Hanukkah last year, I got uh, a pair of leather gloves that had a uh, cashmere lining. They're really nice, but not touch sensitive. <laughs> so I decided, you know, I'm you opted gonna, for cashmere. I opted for comfort. <laughs> I mean, of course, your iPhone like is really not meant to work below like freezing, right? Isn't that? It's it's about freezing. It's not yeah. meant to work in really cold. So you're not gonna want to like haul it out if you're really outside yeah you know you're going to want to keep it in an inner pocket to protect it from snow and the weather but <laughs> well one tip i think we had this as a tip of the day sarah sarah i got so much this. hate mail for this tip you I did really like people were like that's disgusting <laughs> well, we'll share it anyway let's hear okay, your disgusting well, habits if you know you're wearing <laughs> gloves that aren't you know you can't use your touchscreen with like if you really like cashmere for example you're right but you really don't want to like pull your glove off like you can, you need to answer your call before then you can actually use your chin or your nose to like answer calls <laughs> i don't think it's gross i don't think it's gross either but there's just something funny to me about sarah getting all this hate mail about, about using tip. her nose i know people, people had really strong opinions it's about so funny because it. she was so psyched about this tip too she was so proud i discovered this new thing <laughs> there's actually a video of me doing that really probably sounds like something i would do. oh well because she was trying to show it to me and it wasn't working and so she was like kept like rubbing her nose against her phone it was to make disgusting. it work <laughs> i don't know i guess i have people, low standards of most hygiene people like statistically use their phones in the bathroom so don't even talk to me about your Knows. I know. I, mean, like, I had a whole on, conversation like, talk about, about disgusting. this. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this weekend we had a whole conversation about that. Anyway, this article has a whole lot more like app suggestions and gear suggestions, but uh, you know we're out of time, and so you guys are going to have to read the article in the magazine. And yeah. I, I want to take a minute to put a plug for our magazine because I I forget to do that for some reason. So we have a, a magazine. magazine. It's iPhone Life magazine. Uh, and so Best apps 2016. There you go. Our next issue is just going to go live in I think a week. Uh, we just went to print yesterday on it. So yeah. it'll be in your mailbox if you get the print magazine in another week or two and it'll go live on Zinio and in the Apple newsstand uh, in so another week. If you're an insider, you'll yeah. be able to access it sooner. A subscriber. Yeah, if you're an insider, you get to access it in a week as well. It all goes live in a week. Uh, this is one of our most popular issues. With It has a whole special section on the best apps of the year. Yeah, well, because mm-hmm. your iPhones and iPads are basically nothing without your apps. Exactly. Yeah, so we have all the best apps, and we also teach you how to survive winter. And we have my iPhone carrier article. Uh, which we talked yeah. about a couple of weeks ago. And my fitness tracker article. And the fitness tracker is, article. Is yeah, the dating help. article still in there? Yes. yes. Ooh, yeah. So yeah. if you want to do more than just meet up with people, there's a whole article That's, on apps to help you like find people to date. If you like Valentine's Day and want to find That's someone. a whole other way to yeah. survive yeah. winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, it could be fun um, if you're single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be Devin, Gavin DeGraw. <laughs> no, Gavin Rossdale, David. God, poor G- Gavin DeGraw. I'm throwing him under well, the bus it, left and right. Not, yeah, that name's so wrong just never say it again okay uh is that not, is that not even a real person it, isn't it t- like you're, I think, no you're oh my of, god i'm of, so off like tim mccraw right i don't know i'm gonna look this up. i think it's a person yeah let's just stop that point being go Finish to I, no, iphone slash subscribe <laughs> to subscribe to the magazine that's the point i'm making all right good um okay. or iphone slash insider and you get a digital subscription to the magazine as well uh so 
I think that's our podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, you can Thanks, everyone. You can see links to all the products we described here at iphonelife.com slash podcast. You can send us an email at podcast at iphonelife.com or not or, but and. You should also go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes uh, and rate us, please. Thank you very much. And thanks, everyone, for listening. All right, everyone. Thanks. Thank you. By the no, way, the country jump. singer, she's... <laughs> is that a person? Tell me that's a no, person. No, it's not. Oh my God, There's what Tim is McGraw, wrong? and he, she's now doing I feel Blake like Shelton.